This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so we are now getting ready to start the second round here. So I'm going to hand the hosting reins back to Nathan Grubel. If you want more of my ridiculousness, I will be back later on. But for now, hand it back to the main man himself, Nathan, who will take you through picks 31 through 45. Gentlemen, holy cow. What a first round of the 2023 NBA draft. I do just want to very quickly give ourselves a nice pat on the back. So out of players mocked in the first round of our mock draft this morning, we hit on 26 out of 30 names. I'd say that's a, that, that's pretty good, guys. ESPN was at 28, slightly behind the, the wonder team of Gavoni and Wu. So I, I would be very proud of ourselves, gentlemen. Job well done last night at that mock draft. So we move towards the second round. The highest player left on our board or in our mock, I should say, would be Colby Jones, I believe. Yeah. We had him mock to the Rockets at pick 20. Any thoughts about him possibly sliding in here? I, I just want to say, like, him, I, I think this is huge for him. I think this is going to be just another thing for him to put on a board and be like, dude, I'm going to come out and just kill people. I think it's going to be a huge chip on his shoulder. I think he clearly has the ability um I, I think he should have been taken in the first round uh we've talked about it like offensively he just knows what to do and where to be a good passer good cutter off ball really improved as an outside shooter this past this past season defensively a guy who can guard multiple positions is going to compete really hard really cares about that side of the ball um as Corey said before, you know, certain, some teams just need an adult. And I felt like – and also something that, that I want to say is, like, sometimes I feel like just because a guy has a high floor doesn't mean that they have a low ceiling. And I think sometimes people can get kind of caught up in that. Like, when they hear about a guy having a high floor, just be like, oh, all right, he's a plug-and-play guy. And then they don't really think about growth with him. And I think with Colby, he's shown throughout college that he can improve, that he'll continue to improve. And I think in the NBA – I think he made real strides as an outside shooter. So if he can continue to do that and leverage that into all the other things that he does well on the floor, we're talking about a really good player. So just wanted to say, like, I, I it's unfortunate that he's, you know, lasted this long in the second round, but it, it could just be more fuel for him and more you know, motivation for him to come out and kill it. Absolutely. Well said, Albert. I do think at this point, given the slide, it's probably because teams are concerned with the consistency of his outside shot, because if you aren't concerned about the outside shot, then everything Albert said is 100% true. There's no reason why he should have slid into the second round. Corey, as we're moving into this portion of the draft, regardless of the names on our mock or not, is there anyone you're surprised didn't go in the first round? Well, I want to say that uh, Charlotte has acquired James Najee at pick 31. Okay. And the second round, we know, is a little bit quicker. So um, we're going to have to move through some of these things a little bit quicker. Uh, yeah, James, uh, I was shocked that James Najee made it to uh, the second round. 
Max Lewis, um, a little bit shocked that Trace Jackson Davis had made it to the second round. Albert just broke down Colby Jones' name um, as as a guy who has uh, has slipped a little bit. Those are the only guys on my mind that have kind of surprised me that they're still on the board. I think for the most part, we've kind of been on who is going to be first round picks. As you said, we've been pretty accurate all in all for guys on our, our latest mock. And, you know, um, so I, I think we're at that part of the draft where now it was, it, it kind of drops off and, and we're at the second round portion. Absolutely. So Najee's going to the Hornets, you said Corey. So where, where's Boston so, going now? Boston, uh, Charlotte is acquiring James Najee at 31 from Boston and sending number 34 and 39 to the Celtics. So Celtics get two second round picks, two bites at the apple. I know Rucker would have been very happy as a Boston Mm -hmm. fan with James Najee, but nevertheless, Charlotte Hornets fans, Mm -hmm. you're getting a high upside big man with that 31st pick. Can you imagine the defensive rotation of James Najee and Mark Williams? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, That's absolutely ridiculous to have those two big men you know fortifying that center spot in the rotation yeah i love that i absolutely love and, that charlotte and if you're james Najee, is there a you know how many mm-hmm. better players in the league do you to have catch to catch lobs yep. and, yep. and get out and use your athletic gifts than playing with Lamelo uh and brandon miller and now we nick smith all guys who can push the pace and, and pass the ball a little bit um wow man you know, I think this is a really great fit for Najee. I'll be interested to see if he's coming over this year or if they use this uh, as a stash. But um, if he comes over next year, I mean, Charlotte is going to be. They're back. They're back as a league yeah. oh. this mm. year. They're, you know, okay. they're going to run. Corey's buying in. No, I don't know if I'm yeah. buying they're going to win. Well, as but a league pass team. Yeah, as, <laughs> as a team that's actually fun to watch because last year – Listen, last year's roster, I said it from the start. They, it was not great. It was not great. It was a little bit of a tire fire, but yeah. looks like Indiana's making a selection. Is it Indiana? Wow. Is it, is it Denver? So this is, this is, a this is your guy. Right? The Denver. This is your guy. Go ahead, Nate. Tell, tell the world about Jalen Pickett. Ah, oh, I love this pick, Jalen Pickett. So this, this is very reminiscent, and I'm not comparing them. I'm not saying that Jalen Pickett's going to end up on an all-rookie team, but this is very reminiscent of when Andrew Emhard went in the second round hmm. last year, is it not? Right? Just go get one of the best backup guards you possibly can. If you're confident he can be a third guard on a legitimate roster, then then why not go target somebody like him? Because he's steady operator, six foot four, 200 plus pounds. You're not going to push him around physically loves to play in the pick and roll is a little bit unconventional in terms of how he can produce his points and his overall production at times, right? Like backing guys down very similar to some of the Villanova guards of old that we've seen come out of that system, but nevertheless improved his shooting was a legitimate spot up shooter. Despite some of the concerns he'll go out, he'll defend guys. You can slide him up and down the roster, maybe even because of his physicality. He might even be able to guard some threes, depending on the type of lineup that's out there in some of those second units. So, Well, Nate, let me ask you a question. Is he the Bruce Brown replacement? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Corey. What was that? Is Jalen Pickett the Bruce Brown replacement in Denver? Oh, absolutely, because, yeah, he uh, you can absolutely picture him with his big body setting some screens, getting involved in some unique actions yeah. with somebody like Jokic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Shout out to Jalen Pickett. He was one of my favorite 
second round slash undrafted free agent targets goes much earlier than anticipated, but nevertheless, what do you what guys think? His, what was his wingspan? No. Oh, that's uh, nine a great feet. question. Don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know it off the top of my head, but he does have long arms. But Nate, I, I liked what you said. Right, the thing about Pickett's game that's fun is like he's like one of these low turnover guys. You know, a guy that you can trust to you know make good decisions with the ball, good decisions with the ball in his hands. Obviously, a guy who really like to post up in college but I, I think the shooting stuff is there like I think he's gonna continue to improve with his shooting from the outside can shoot it from the mid-range as well or, or as you mentioned if you're bringing him in to be a third guard I, I can definitely see it and um, you know with the toughness that he brings and on the defensive side as well I, I, I actually really like this pick listen this Penn State team they hadn't been able to make the NCAA tournament for quite some time it wasn't Pickett's first year with that program, it was his second, but nevertheless, you bring in someone like him, you have experienced players around him in the backcourt, like Seth Lundy, someone who is also yep. probably going to hear his name called pretty soon yep. at some point, Andrew Funk. I mean, shout out to the Nittany Lions for really making this happen. Mm. So I believe, is this Minnesota's pick here at 33? Yeah, it looks like uh, they're grabbing Leonard Miller here. Leonard Miller. Oh, uh-huh. so go ahead. You you pick the two best guys to uh, be on the stream right now. I'm talking Leonard Miller. So go ahead, Nate. I'm I'm gonna spoil something that's coming out on NoSillingsNBA.com tomorrow. But as per last year, we are doing a superlatives piece, and when the topic comes around of biggest faller, I know Cam Whitmore is going to be a popular name for anyone to mention. But this is going to be my biggest faller. I had Leonard Miller as a lottery grade on my board. I had him at 14. I know for a fact I wasn't alone in the space, but it also wasn't a popular opinion to have in terms of the way that NBA teams were thinking, right? Now we see he goes in the second round. Clearly, there's something about the G League Ignite that's not fascinating everyone, Corey included, in NBA circles. I don't even know. Well, here's how about this? I think it's much more simple than that. The guy can't shoot. That's very fair. That's very fair. He's also not a rim protector. And he probably has, like, he's basically right now, like, your poor man's Julius Randle. That's kind of where he's at. That's kind of the role that he played. Like, that young Julius Randle at Kentucky, we were like, oh, he's like Zach Randolph. Like, he he gets boards and uh, bangs down low and shoots mid-range shots, and he's a little bit funky because he can handle the ball. Except, like, Julius Randle, you know, has kind of put it all together. And... You know, I think that you would buy Julius Randle's shot a lot more than Leonard's. Um, I mean, he's got to completely rework it. You know, from everything we heard, he was not shooting it well in workouts. He didn't shoot it well at the combine. Holy crap. The league is about shooting. So, guys, that's a very some, fair point. Really quick, somebody's got to check up on Rucker. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's breathing anymore at this point. Uh, looks like the Celtics are going to grab Kobe Jones here. And I think uh, Rucker may have fainted. Uh, that's going to be. Really fun to see how, whether he's breathing or not. But um, going back to the Leonard Miller thing, uh, Nate, I, 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 I kind of, but I get it. Like, I also understand why you were so high on him because, I mean, he's got good size. The guy can, you know, move a little bit. He, he plays really, really hard. Oh, my. Okay. Whoops. All right, Corey, you may have to drop a bomb thing. Oh, it- boy. Is it from Woj or Shams? Because I don't have a Shams. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, it's a Shams thing. So the Celtics are trading Colby Jones to the Kings for number 38 and a future second rounder. 
So Rutgers really not breathing now. Um, he's dead. He's just dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're four hours in. We're allowed oh to laugh uncontrollably at this point and still no, maintain Rucker, our professionalism. Rucker has to be dead. They, yeah, he's, oh my he's God. out. He's knocked out. Oh, he would have been so good in Boston, Colby. Dude, yeah, that that would have made a lot of sense. It still makes sense in Sacramento, though. I mean, that's a great He's an awesome basketball player. That's that's the thing. Colby, exactly, Corey. Colby makes sense anywhere. And um, God, I'm I'm so worried for Rucker right now. Someone's got to get him away from a ledge or whatever. Um, If this guy can shoot anywhere close to 34% from three point Uh range, he's going to be one of the steals of the draft. I mean, listen, I, I wasn't as high on him as you guys were yeah. on my final board, but still should have been a first round pick getting him in the second round. He, there is a chance he returns like top 15 value in a redraft. Like that's not out of the question. Absolutely. So yeah. Wow. What, what, what a deal. Good job, Nick. Good job, Nick. Great for Kings fans. Oh, look at this. We have a special guest Whoa. in the building. Oh man. I love hey. this. So we have former New Orleans Pelicans front office executive Dan Purcell on the line here. Dan, what's going on, man? Oh, just got done with the uh, our own first round live broadcast over at Sports Business Classroom. So, look went, at that! Someone else who's well. rocking four hours plus in uh, on a oh, podcast. Yeah. You love this to is see what it, we do. So. Man. This is what we do, right? We live for this day. This is the day we live for. I told my wife this is my Christmas, so that's that's exactly <laughs> how we're treating the Good. NBA draft. So, Dan, well, thoughts? On the first round, now that you're coming so, away from it, coming over here. So, first off, I love what Houston did. I can't, you know, Cam Whitmore's knee became a huge issue, obviously. I mean, he lost $26 million or whatever it is and like that, right? So, that's that's a big thing. But I actually like what Houston did. I'm not a huge Thompson fan. Uh, Corey and I have talked about that before. I'm not a huge Thompson twin fan. But they are feast or famine, right? And in those top five, you have to go feast or famine you have to go for the most upside, right? Yep. So if there's a guy other than Scoot who has obviously Wembenyama, he's in his own category, but if there's anybody outside of number one and then Scoot who has the highest ceilings, it's those guys, right? Like they, they can either be an amazing all-star, you know, five, six, seven time all-star, or they can just be a role player. Right. And that's, that's what you're risking there. So it, it's interesting to see that, but then they came back, you know, there had been um, there was a lot of chatter. I had a lot of sources around that area and um, the Cam Whitmore camp. And they they were under the impression that Houston at four was their destination. They didn't realize that Houston at 20 was going to be their destination. And, you know, it came to a surprise to most people. But the knee is obviously a big it's a big thing that came about in the last few days. It, I, the kid didn't even know about it. So mm-hmm. what does that tell you? You know, like he didn't know about it until the scans happened when he went on a visit a couple of days ago. So, you know, the, kudos to Houston though. They kept in contact with the kid. They told him they were going to take him at some point. They told him that he was going to be, um, you know, that they liked him and they wanted to be him to be on their team. And they ultimately did. And it didn't cost them anything. They, they nope. got two top 10 talents at, at four and 20, which is amazing. I also really like what Dallas did. I thought Dallas, they turned nothing into something. And when you can do that on draft night, Usually good things happen for you as it keeps going. They had to take a little money on from Rashawn Holmes to get things done. But mm-hmm. I like I like the kid from Marquette a lot. I think he could actually be probably an all-star. If there's a guy in the 20s that can be an all-star one day, it's him. And then, you know, you have – obviously you had uh, a guy who's going to be 
you want him to be Tyson Chandler 2.0, right? That's kind of the look that they're going for. And so I love, I, I like what those three teams did. I thought it was really good. Absolutely. So moving through some of the picks in this second round so far, we just got off of one doozy of a trade that's seeing Colby Jones ultimately going to the Sacramento Kings. He, Dan, he was the highest player who we had mocked in the first round, just in terms of pick value, who ultimately slid to the second. How, where, where are you at on Colby Jones? You like him? You think this is fair value? You think you should have won the first? He, well, the, it, we can kind of tell what his value is to the league, right? When you sure. get moved like that extremely quick and it's happening super fast, that means there's a demand for you, right? And I think he is, he was undervalued, um, yeah, as yeah, he I, I, he just got traded again. By the way, just so yeah. you guys know, he got traded again. Um, <laughs> so the demand of so it tells you that there's a glut of teams at this you know value and risk inflection point, and they all felt like he's in that. So he's probably beginning second, 31, 32, 33, but he fell. And you know this happens at the sec in the second. Um, yeah. You know, in the second, you get guys that's flying around. It's two minutes. Everybody's running around. I thought Minnesota at thirty three when they traded both, they were going for Gigi Jackson. They went with Leonard Miller, and you know I'm I don't really understand. He's like Czech Diallo, but he's Czech Diallo. You know what I mean? So it's like eh. I would have so gone for the upside, even though Gigi has his own issues. I would have gone for the upside myself. Julian Phillips is the pick here coming in. I believe this pick's going to the Wizards. It's going to the Bulls. It's going going to the Bulls. Yeah, Yeah, Bulls traded for it. All right. We're at the point I can't even keep up with the picks anymore, but that sounds about right. We're in the second round. So, Corey, you're the the Bulls fan. You're also, at one point, I thought at least you were a Julian Phillips fan. Maybe you still are. So how do you feel about the pick? Uh, I like taking Julian Phillips as a, a second round shot here. Um, you know, uh, I, we had a, a prospect on uh, at one point, you know, during our, our, our film sessions and behind the scenes, they were like, what's going on with Julian Phillips? Like, does that guy know that that dude could hoop? Um, you know, like I think behind the scenes, his pedigree and uh, what he was thought of in college, you know, I, I think – this is the the type of guy that you take a shot on here. Six eight long. He fits exactly the type of player that the Bulls have been targeting over the you know since uh, Karnashovas has taken over. Patrick Williams, Justin Lewis, uh, Dalen Terry. You know the, he wants these long athletic guys. Uh, the eighty percent at the free throw line gives me hope that he could shoot. You know, obviously the three point percentage wasn't there. Uh, he he changed his. Uh, his feet and his base this year. Um, but up top, it looks good. So it's going to take some work for, you know, from him to become a consistent three point shooter. But, you know, he was doing like movement stuff off curls in high school and, uh, he gets to the free throw line and plays defense. So I, I mean, uh, from a bulls perspective, get a bunch of wings and try to develop them. Dan, I don't know if you've got to cut loose or not. I don't, I, you're, you're looking to the side, but it. Oh, I was listening to Woj. I was just listening to Woj. What he was saying. <laughs> I, was, I, I was just hearing that makes sense. Cause, cause Milwaukee, we all need to know Milwaukee, what the heck is going on. Yeah, because Milwaukee may move up again here. I was listening to what he said, but he's talking about the old Milwaukee trade. Things moving fast so around if, here. So, if you're Milwaukee at 36, if that's supposedly where the pick's going to be made, you know we're. I think we're going to keep seeing some of these second round picks. If you can nail them, especially with where the new CBA is going, it, it's yep. going to mean it's going to mean potentially a lot for the back end of your rotation. So if you're the Bucks, 
maybe not even a name, but what type of player would you target here if you're the Bucks? Well, if it's a name, I'm taking upside. Give me Gigi. Like, sir, okay. I, I know Gigi has his issues. Trust me, I know he has issues. I'm I'm all about that. But I'm also about hitting home runs in the second rounds. And if there's a, if he can turn himself around a little bit, and Milwaukee's a great place to do it because he doesn't have to come in and play. He doesn't have no, there is no pressure on him. Mm. If he can develop and be around those guys, like Drew Holiday would be a great guy for him to be around, right? Giannis is a great guy for him to be around. If so, I told you Andre Jackson was the selection for the Milwaukee Bucks, does that qualify for some sort of home run swing for you? No. It, it, it's a gamble. <laughs> I'll say it's a gamble. Gigi <laughs> Jackson came into this draft process as a late lottery pick. Yeah. He came into this yeah. as a late lottery pick. And when you can get guys that are late lottery and fall to the second round between 38 and 45, you, you go for it. You go for it. No, I agree. Any, any point no 25 guys. on, absolutely. And there's not a lot of European guys with potential like a Jokic or Ginobili. They had some potential, but but I do have to get running. But I want to say great job, guys. You guys you guys kick ass. I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much, appreciate Dan, you for coming on, on the Dan. stream. We appreciate you. And speaking of swapping spots, I believe we are going to swap up the order. So, Corey and Albert, you will be back, <laughs> but we're going to bring back Maxwell and Metcalf. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. To join me for flying through more of these second-round picks, I need my guy Maxwell on the screen because honestly, we are four hours plus into an NBA draft stream. Maxwell, we're in the second round. It's sicko time, baby. This, this is sicko time. And absolutely. Unfortunately, there's some real non-sicko prospects left on the board. We've still got Max Lewis out. Like they're they're real guys. They're real guys. I'm supposed to be telling you about who played it like San Diego Southwestern Community College, and we've got real prospects on the board. I can't it's believe Max Lewis is, is still on the board. Maxwell, why Why do you think that is from your from your best knowledge? Um, I think teams got freaked out because he played for a really bad Pepperdine team, and I don't think that team was his fault. I think there were a lot of guys that were kind of gunning for themselves. I don't think they played like a team. They had zero rim protection. Um he turns it over a lot. I think I think that's like a real genuine concern. But I think on its face, he's a tremendous athlete who can really shoot and really finish. But he needs a lot of work, and he's a project. But in the second round, like you should be all over that kind of a guy. This is unbelievable. So proposed trade to Denver, Hunter Tyson is the pick. Hmm. I mean. At 37? Yes. So okay. listen, we had him mocked. In, in our draft, right? We had him mocked as uh, what? What? Metcalf he was Mr. Relevant. What, what, what's the? Yeah, Mr. Relevant is the term we use in the NFL draft. But now going 37, on its face, it makes sense for a team like Denver. But still, boy, this just means that NBA teams were are not comfortable taking someone like Max Lewis. And this is puzzling at this point. Maxwell, this might qualify as biggest faller for our Yeah, I would just so much rather have Max Lewis. Like, I, I get it. Like, Hunter Tyson can really shoot the cover off the ball, and he's big, and he can rebound. Um, 
he's also like I, I don't want to turn this into like he just had his moment now let's dump on him but like <laughs> he, he can't really stay in front of people and he's like sneaky not a good passer like if you just like look at his like historical like assist to turnover and stuff like that like he's he's just not a great ball mover and like i would so much rather just take another guy who can shoot and max lewis and like is athletic and just try and work through those kinks but i don't know maybe they're they're just not at that point as an organization they want to just keep getting guys in that like they don't want to have to focus on too much low maintenance but Metcalf, yeah. who are you still so this surprised is, this is on the board? Boston now that's on the clock, technically, too. Um, oh, God. Uh, I mean, Gigi is still kind of surprising. Max Lewis is a big one for me. Um, Repair is still on the board. Repair. Um, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, and I think we're kind of in that range where a lot of those guys, um, this is like as late as I kind of imagine them falling. But I Max Lewis is easily the biggest, the highest rated for me, and then GG after that. But by all accounts, GG was kind of falling down draft boards, um, the last couple months, which is unfortunate for him. But the the Hunter Tyson pick just feels like a, a real reach, like Maxwell was saying. Yeah, 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 just one of those guys where it's like I completely understand drafting him, I had him in draftable range, but. Every year there are guys that fall, and it's just like, yeah, I'd rather just take the guy that that's yeah. falling that I that's not supposed to be here. Like, man, like they're just like scrolling that best available list right now, and it's like, yeah, like Jalen Clark, like we would rather have him, like Amari Bailey, Amari ba- yeah. So like, Amari Bailey and Jordan Walsh are the two guys to me where it's like we we got to be getting in the range of at some point the val the potential value may just be too much to pass up on. Rup- would you put repair in that category? Cuz I've like sneaky been I would, but I, I if I'm going to take a defensive specialist who we're still waiting on more to come from their offensive game, I'd rather have Walsh than repair. I've kind of been in that camp for a while now. That's just how I personally I don't know how you guys feel. I agree. But I think Walsh offers more versatility as a defender. I think he's actually going to be able to scale up and handle some more front court matchups versus repair who I get the length, but he's also, what did he measure guys? I think it was like six, five, something like that with the really long wingspan. Like it was he, like seven, two wingspan. Yeah. He doesn't project to me as someone who though, like in terms of handling physicality is going to be able to guard up like Jordan Walsh can. So no. that oh, that's pick, why I pick is in Jordan Walsh right there. That's Look at Jordan that. Walsh. Jordan there Walsh. You go. There that's a go. good one. Love it. Love yeah. that. He's finally off the board. Well, and like we talked about Walsh, the other day and like and that's in boston right sorry yeah 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 this is going to boston he was a guy that like i greatly preferred to somebody like julian phillips just because of that that physicality like you talked about like this is a guy who's going to be able to defend forwards defend down the lineup smart player willing to shoot threes um just just really strong and smart like he's he is truly a jump shot away and the fact that he's been willing to take jump shots i think is really encouraging smart's a great word to use because some of the playmaking flashes we saw from walsh right off of a live dribble like those were some signs we even saw it at the combine right he was he was rag i think he had double digit assists through two Mm -hmm. combine games that's probably an aspect of his game where scouts may have been a little bit surprised watching those scrimmages like oh we didn't realize this was actually baked into his game to this point so you're getting rebounding on both sides of the ball you're getting slashing potential secondary tertiary playmaking ability and then the defensive versatility i get you have to be able to shoot to be on the floor and in in these higher level nba games but maxwell you talked about it if he's willing to shoot and that spot up shot does come around even from the corners that's all he needs to really be an incredibly impactful player 
And like, he's one of those guys where just like a lot of the counting numbers are going to be really deceptive because of how cramped the court was there. Um, like he's a guy who can really, really pass the ball. And like when he was at link, they would run a lot of offense through him. And like, I, I had had my gripes like, Oh, sometimes he can be a little back to the basket and whatever. But like, I thought at the combine, like he just showed he doesn't need to do that. Like he, I think he's a little more ready for NBA pace than I'd anticipated at certain points during the season. Um, but yeah, a guy I had in that, like that reasonable first round tier of my board. So if you're getting him at 38, that's, that's lovely. That's what Metcalf, I believe we're out of the trade forest for now. Correct. I think, I think this, this pick is, is pick. also a Celtics pick. Is it? I think yes. so. I didn't see any. Pro- oh, that's right. I think I someone said earlier that it was two the, second round picks. Part yeah. of the Najee. You yeah. are correct. 34 and 39. So this is also a Boston pick. These last time. Okay. There you absolute- go. Mogay. Love Mogay. Oh, love Mogay. I would have just rather had the Celtics take Najee. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, if I'm getting Mogay and Jordan Walsh, though. I kind of like those two bites at the apple. Like, cause, cause as I said about Mo, like Mo is a guy who for being raw, had a really high assist rate can really move. The defensive stuff needs a lot of coaching. Um, but on the offensive end, like Justin Powell, like it mentioned to me, like he thinks Mo is a better shooter than, than the percentages would indicate this year. Um, really, that is really fascinating to come that around. Boston's going with two plus sized forwards right who can also move the ball in certain settings right so if they can't make the shot at least have the wherewithal to be able to get the ball to where it needs to go and then you're also bringing everything you can potentially albeit you know mogay isn't exactly the closest to reaching his defensive ceiling but still a potential value that could be there i mean metcalf metcalf talk to me you're you're our defensive guy right like i get that the the awareness isn't there on that end yet right but doesn't he have the tools to potentially be something pretty interesting down the line and theoretically, I, I hate I hate throwing this word around, especially when this guy just achieved his dream. But I thought he played soft a lot of the time. I thought he got bullied by Pac-12 bigs like a lot on a nightly basis and regularly moved. the The awareness, the processing speed, I thought was really slow. Um, given how athletic he is and how long and big he is, the rim protection, especially from the like weak side, should have been way better than it was i get the entry because he's super skilled there's a lot to like um, only played but, for four years right re- relatively new to the game so i i get it there there's a lot to like i you know i had a draftable grade and all that stuff on him so i get taking a swing on him but i just i, I just would have much preferred i have Najee like 35 spots ahead of him and just i i think that would have just been a much better pick i'm also lower on walsh than you guys are um you you guys mentioned that he was playing in a cramped system. He was a main reason for that. He was a big reason why the, there was no spacing on that team. I think his mechanics are decent, which gives me a lot of concern about the touch and the lack of it. But if, I don't know, it, it, it's just an interesting haul for the Celtics that I, I don't really get. It, I, I can completely understand if you're taking the, it may be a little too pie in the sky argument. I, I completely understand that that line of thinking. Now we sit at pick 40, where from an earlier trade in the day, I believe this would be to the Los Angeles Lakers. Could the Lakers take the Gigi Jackson swing as just like, screw it, we're going for Or the for Max it. Lewis swing. Or the Max Lewis swing. I think either of those feel like the pick to me. You could talk yourself into Amari Bailey as well, UCLA guy. 
depending on how that scouting department would, would value crafty guards. Is this the, in. is this the Chris Livingston? <laughs> so there was just a Shams tweet. It sounds like there is some sort of deal with him. Apparently they've been telling other teams not to take him. Uh, with who? Yeah, Clutch sports CEO, Rich Paul has begun calling teams oh. in the second round, requesting them not to take client Chris Livingston. Oh. It is believed Livingston has a draft spot set in the second round. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. So, hmm. Is it the Lakers? As as Metcalf just said, is it is it the Lakers? We don't know. It is Max Lewis. Okay, so the pick Oof. is Max Lewis. That just that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. For for the Lakers, they got a guy in Jalen Hutchifino who, even though he's got some things to clean up around the edges of his game, still he's going to be able to provide more immediate value, in my opinion, than someone like Lewis. Lewis, you give him a year in the G League, you let him build up his game, Maxwell. I mean, this is a guy as you talked about earlier you could be reaping some massive rewards down the line, getting a two way wing. Totally. Yeah. Like this is just one of those guys where you got to be patient with them. Um, but yeah, th- there's so many worse building blocks you can have than like electric rim finisher, great jump shooter. Um, really raw, going to take some time, got to iron it out. But uh, yeah, if, if you're patient with him and, and like I said, I, I've said this a million times that when I interviewed him, I was so blown away by how humble he was and how aware of his problems he is. Like, this is a guy who really wants to get better. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's going to maximize what he's got. All right. I think by the schedule, we are going to do one more quick swap out under my watch. I'm going to say farewell to maxwell and metcalf for the night since i will not be back on with them later so thank you gentlemen for your contributions and in i get one more round with the draft act crew that would be Corey and albert boys we're back we got picks 41 through 45 coming up i'm curious to hear your your guys's thoughts on the boston celtics hall that that we were just talking through metcalf maxwell and i what, what are your thoughts on the jordan walsh no gay combo um, sorry, go ahead, Corey. I, I think Maine is beautiful this time of year. Um, <laughs> what, what a, that's the, that's the right kind of comment. Four hours before no, in. I, uh, I actually, I, I like both of those guys as second round picks. I, now I would have preferred a Max Lewis, um, sure. to, to either, but ultimately like this team wants to win a championship. And I don't know how much they're planning on relying any of these second on any of these second round picks um, to contribute immediately in a big way this year. I think if either one of those guys can develop into anything worthwhile, uh, you know, five, 10 minute guys by the end of the season, that's great. But I, I mean, think about, you know, the situation that a guy like Peyton Pritchard was in who actually has proven that he could play NBA basketball and was barely getting any minutes um, for that squad. Uh, so I, I think that um, they're a team that's probably going to be searching for their actual rotation guys in free agency and trades as they've been aggressive so far, um, you know, in this offseason. So, uh, but as flyers and their potential, I, I mean, both of those guys, if, if one of those guys hits – you're getting great value. Yeah. No, right, nah, I'm, I'm with Corey. Also, I really liked what Metcalf said. Like I would have just preferred to have taken James Najee. Um, Najee's yeah. unbelievable. 
as we talked about earlier. Um, also, Maxwell Lewis just went to the Lakers, and so, I think the Lakers are getting incredible value. Go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say, so was I, I, I think Charlotte's keeping this pick, correct? Are, are we finally out of the trade? I think the trade for us? Well, it looks like they grab Amari Bailey here. Correct. So the, you're, you have Amari Bailey, also Nick Smith Jr. in the backcourt. This is weird. This is quite the the guard rotation building up behind Lamella Ball. Someone, I mean, I, I would have taken a swing on Amari Bailey potentially earlier in the second round if I was San Antonio sitting there at 33. Right. Um, they made that trade. Ultimately, they sent that pick to Minnesota. But I thought if San Antonio would have stood pat, that would have made a lot of sense for them getting that kind of value. But he goes at 41. A little bit of a logjam, Corey, building up for, for the Charlotte Hornets. Just grab talented guys and let them battle it out. Bring them to summer Fair. league. See what, you know, I, I mean, again, like they still have James Booknight in the backcourt, um, you know, not necessarily a point guard, but uh, I don't know if Nick's, I know Nick Smith isn't, and I don't think that Amari Bailey is exactly one either, but just they're getting a bunch of guys who could handle the ball, can potentially shoot, are long, can play multiple positions. Uh, I mean, I like the vision here for what they're doing. I mean, at this point, point of the draft this is a guy who you know was potentially a top 20 guy coming in the year you get him in the second round so fit be damned you're in the second round here let's get some talent um you know the the i i mean is dennis smith jr is he still under contract next year like no, i doubt he's, it no he's a free agent yep yeah um so you know there you go they don't now they they just have a lot of young depth they're we'll see again they're a league pass team <laughs> like, can i give I you know. a not so hot take I sure. think in, in that training camp battle between Nick Smith and Amari Bailey, I think Bailey would win that job. I think he's a better Very basketball likely. player right now than Nick Smith. Uh, Nick Smith is way more talented, as we know, but I think Amari Bailey is just a better basketball player through and through. I don't even know if he's that much more talented. I I, I mean, I, that's, I would, that's also a fair point to make. Yeah. I would actually encourage people to go back and watch Nick Smith in high school because I think that his high school tape is some of the most overrated high school tape that has been out there. I would agree with that. I was almost going to do a piece for Nick Smith. One last piece for no ceilings NBA before the draft. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time that I wanted to be able to pull that off, but I was also digging through that Corey. I'm in agreement with you on that notion. Albert, any thoughts? I I want to say, yeah, I want to say I I wrote an article about Bailey, you know, preseason and always thought he was a really intriguing guy. Six, five guard, good size for his position. Um, pass a little bit shooting needs to improve for sure um but i thought it improved a little bit throughout the season um yeah uh, just overall like it got good in transition as well um but you know just i i feel like all if they end up keeping nick smith jr and amari bailey i think it speaks to them probably making a move um whether it's book getting book night out of there or getting rosier out of there um, I feel like something's coming down the pipe. So uh, that, that'll be interesting to watch to see what they end up, end up doing. Cause I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, th- I think Amari Bailey to some of what you were talking about, Albert, I think he knows who he is for the better, right? Like I, I really didn't see him play outside of his game a lot at UCLA. Maybe that's why in the first half of the season, you know, trying to get acclimated with Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez, obviously there were, there were more experienced scoring options in that backcourt rotation, but I thought he played, within himself but then as he got opportunities in the second half of the year to step up he did and then in the nba draft combine when he got more rain you know to play and pick and roll 
he showed NBA teams, yeah, there's more to my game. I, I am closer to that top 25 RSCI guy than, than I was yeah. able to show in the first half of the year. And to follow up on your point, Nate, I feel like also early on in the season, Cronin just didn't let him. Um, I, I saw Bailey play a couple times in person early on in the season, and anytime he kind of started to do a little bit too much, Cronin had kind of a short leash on him and brought him in and, you know, was kind of ripping into him on the sideline. So I, I actually agree with what you're saying, right? I, I think it was a progression throughout his, uh, his freshman season uh, in Brentwood of him kind of learning to play within himself and not, you know, doing too much. And then eventually, you know, after um, Jalen Clark went down with injury, kind of opened up an opportunity for him to show off more. So, um, yeah, he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. Corey, do you have pleasant thoughts to share about Washington's selection at 42 being Tristan Vukcevic? Uh, I mean, he's a tall guy that could shoot. So uh, if, I mean, hey, like they traded a tall guy that could shoot. So maybe this is their their plan to do it on a lesser version. I mean, I think I'm less of a hater on him than some of the other uh, no ceilings guys. Like I just... I think he's fine. Um, you know, I think that he had that little run in the the combine that got people really excited, but he took like four shots. So like, yeah, I really didn't take anything away from it. I, I think he's going to be able to knock down open shots. I don't really think he's going to be able to guard that many people, but uh, he can move and he could shoot a little bit. So it's a second round. Like, why not? That's exactly how I feel about it. And maybe he's even a potential stash guy, right? Like he yeah. doesn't necessarily have to come over either. So if they're trying to throw out roster spots to other guys, Washington, you know. So it looks like repairs off the board to the Portland Trailblazers. Look at that. Portland Trailblazers get to take a chance on one of the more interesting defensive pieces in this draft class. Athletic, I believe six foot five, six foot six, somewhere in there measured, seven two reported wingspan, versatile defender, a jump shot away from being an impactful player. How many times can I say that phrase in one night? We should just play a drinking game at this point with how many times I could utter that phrase. But nevertheless, Albert, thoughts? I mean, jump shot away, but like actually like away. Who are we referring um, to? We we are talking about repairs to pick for Portland <laughs> okay. at 43. Okay. Oh, never mind. Corey was feeding into the joke. I get it. I got no, it. No, I, I literally had, I didn't know. No, he literally didn't know. I was I needed I'm trying to pull up highlights here, guys. That's fair. You could you could have also it, it could go either way. You could have also just been playing into the joke the, the, of draft night 2023. But nevertheless, thoughts. I I mean you kind of you kind of went over it, Nate. I, I feel like the shooting with him is a ways away. I don't even know if I believe that he's going to eventually find like a really good jump shot. Um, I, I think it needs a lot of work. But as you mentioned, right, a defensive weapon. And look, we're, we're in the second round now. We're, what are we at? Like quick 43, right? You're, you're taking shots here. And like, to be honest, like, you know, I, 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 I could see it. Good size, good length. Um, it's gonna, as I mentioned, gonna be a dif- disruptive, dif- disruptive defender. But just offensively, I think he a lot to work on. A lot to work on. Um, it's kind of how I feel. I not in love with the pick, but also I get it. Once again, second round, you take a take a gamble on that guy, and also he's in the green room. So good for him. He's finally off. So I have a question. At what point? In this second round, do we get to pick X and Gigi Jackson's camp is finally just like, forget it. 
Let's <laughs> let's not go drafted at this point. Let's go undrafted and let's try and have a little bit of control in this process, given that we apparently are not having things go our way in the slightest on draft night. Like at what like is that point now? Like, do we see Gigi Jackson go undrafted at this point? I I'm I'm genuinely curious about that. I, I don't have an answer. It's it's certainly possible. Uh, It's certainly possible. I didn't have it on the bingo card, but I don't know if uh, come on, be come on. You didn't. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't have Gigi Jackson undrafted on the bingo card. No, I didn't. I mean, I I would imagine none of the intel was good. There was not. There was not one single. There was not one single sentence of intel. Um, the entire season that there was nothing positive zero i know i know but there were plenty of people who had him as like a projected top 10 pick like not that long ago we're talking like two and a half months ago it's it's well, just it's amazing how I mean, some that, of this that was it genuinely is amazing how some of this happens well we yeah, what did I mean, we say we said he should have stayed in school <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. yes we did I, Monty bates is the same had the same situation and he's probably going to go undrafted too uh, you know, these are two guys who reclassified, had terrible years. You bought into tools and high school pedigree, but I got news for you. Go back and watch Gigi's high school tape. That was bad too. He's been bad. Like it's Gigi's thing is always been theoretical, always. Um, so look, he's probably there's still 15, 16, 17, 18 picks, whatever it is, um, for him to get selected. But if he doesn't get selected, I'm I'm not, you know, going to be completely and utterly shocked. But Rupert, uh, definitely a Mike Schmitz special. Um, and why can't he be Tabo Cephalosha? Hmm. Fair. Speaking of France's own, City Sissoko is also say, yeah. the next pick, 44th to the San Antonio Spurs. I love that pick. I love it. Just at that hmm. point, like we're all talking about with some of these guys, just take a swing. Take a swing on someone who can defend multiple positions, is plenty uh-huh. athletic. Has some transition. of the better live passing, live dribble passing chops of wings in this class. I get that he he didn't prove that he can score lick efficiently in the G League. Yet somehow the man still shot thirty percent from three point range. So there can't be zero signs of touch, right? There's got to be something in there. What has to be reworked? What has to be further developed? I get it. He can play out of control. He has to improve some of his decision making, but he's still. A very young prospect. He did produce to an extent in a pro league. Let's give Cedis Sissoko a chance, especially at a pick like 44. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it on San Antonio. Nate, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, Sissoko, another guy that I got to see uh, during the Victor Scoot um, exhibition. I don't know, like I I saw him during warmups, saw it during the game. I was kind of like, oh, like I, I think he could develop into being a pretty decent shooter. Um, obviously right now he's not there. Um, but like you said, there, there are other skills that he has. He's got good size for the position, really good in transition, uh, can pass a little bit. And, you know, adding a a French guy here for Victor, I think that's, that's a good move too. Um, that helps with him getting acclimated and Soko having played in the G league last season is going to help too. So I I, I'm right there with you, Nate. I, I think this is good value for him. I know, um, some people had a first round grade on him. But to grab him at this this point in the draft and thinking about Victor and thinking about CD's, you know, development, 
I could totally see it. I, I, I liked him. Uh, you know, seeing him in warm is good, good frame too. NBA ready frame. Um, yeah, a lot to like. Corey, thoughts on Sissoko? Yeah, I broke down film with him uh, this year, and uh, he was one of the the funnest personalities. You know, just like a really he's he's going to be a good teammate. The guys are going to like him. Um, uh, he was like close to the top of the list in, in dunks in the G league, or he might've even led the G league in dunks this year. So, you know, I think I, he I was second if I'm yeah. correct in dunks. Yeah. So like he was right at the top of the list, a uh, major downhill threat needs to be coached up. And that's what you do at any point of the draft. You're, you're betting on guys that need to be coached up and, and that have interesting tools and skills to be honed. And I, I think CD does, you know, I always thought the, the CD lottery buzz was a little, too far um you know it was a little uh, aggressive um because you know he's a guy who really like needs to shore up his ball handling and his shooting like there's stuff there for sure like you could see it when it all clicks together like in highlights it looks amazing but like it, it, it just he just has to put it together and when he put it together like there was a stretch where he was averaging like 20 points per game and like it looked fantastic um, but I think a lot of his production had to do with the fact that like, you know, these G league guys are getting a lot of minutes. And when you're on the floor for a lot of minutes, you put up statistics, you know, cause you're out there and somebody has to do it, but his tools are really fun. He's really fun. Um, I think he's going to be a versatile defender. He's super strong and has like a really thick frame. So pop is going to have a great time with him. And I, this is a pop team you know, to a T like a bunch of foreign guys, some defensive guys that are, that are interesting and, you know, some toolsy guards. So um, yeah, very fun. Is that, is that, yeah, exactly. It's a Victor Wemanyama special, right? Oh, look at this. Our boy Gigi Jackson is finally off the board. 45 for the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, what can we say? I don't even know how to react to that, man. Yeah. Memphis, take, take, take the home run swing. Why not at 45? Take the home run swing. Yeah. Better than doing it at 10. <sighs> That's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm all, I'm all giggles at this point. Thank God. <laughs> Nick, Nick, come and save me. I, I can't. I can't keep a straight face anymore. Corey got me on that. One. <laughs> hey, the G, the Memphis hustle. All right. It's good. They're yeah. going to have. They're gonna have G League Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George with Zaire yep. and Gigi next year. Um, watch out for the Memphis hustle, uh, for sure. Is yeah, so yeah, that's that's hey, all I gotta team, say for a team that needed a little bit of uh, you know a, a shot in the arm as far as maturity goes. Why not? I just I I don't even know. Nick, what to somebody say with save that me, pick. please. Please, I, I hate can't. that pick. I just want to everyone to know i'm on fire right now <laughs> yeah yes this is this is nba jam perfected let me, let me cook right now <laughs> this, is, this is nba jam perfected oh, all right i can't yeah. guys guys this has been incredibly fun it is it is time for me to hand over the reins to nick to close out the stream thank you everyone who got to tune in with us on our no ceilings nba youtube stream seriously thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts for tuning into our work, checking us out all year long. I promise 2024 is going to be an even better draft cycle. I can't wait to get started with you guys in short order, but until we meet again, signing off. Have a great night, everybody.
All right. So it looks like we are back in business here with the Ooh. chaos to the end of this particular draft. And we're on the board here with Atlanta at 46. Seth Lundy is the pick. So Metcalf, let's throw it to you since you're here on the screen with me. Thoughts, Seth Lundy going to the Hawks. Also, Rucker, uh, deepest apologies. I'm going to need a vent in a little bit, but you guys go ahead. Is Metcalf oh night hawk? Or no, yeah. yeah I'm, no, we're, I'm so back. we were both muted. God. No, I, me and Metcalf have been See, dropping. That's, that's the thing. I was muted last time, so this time you both had to show up muted. I'm in shambles. Uh, me- Seth Lundy, good pick. Like it. Improved a <laughs> lot as a shooter this year. Metcalf okay. and I have dropped a lot of language off the air about <laughs> our frustration with this whole entire draft that I can't say on the air right now. So um, I'm trying like, to dis- yeah. disassociate and. Uh, and and remove that from from my consciousness right now. But uh, Seth Lundy grew a ton as a player this year. Really good defender. I like the like him with the wing depth for uh, Atlanta. Um, I, I know Maxwell was super high on him this year. Rucker, do you want to give your chaos thoughts now so that we don't have to talk about the Lakers pick right away? Yeah, actually, I would. Um, uh, screw it. I'm just gonna go no filter. The trade coverage has to be fixed. I got so excited for two fucking picks (laughs) and then literally my emotions got rattled 10 minutes later. Um, I thought the Celtics were getting nausea. They didn't get them. I thought they were getting Colby Jones instead. Nick gets them. So at least I can be happy about that. And then they don't report the second traded pick from the Celtics that apparently was going to them. So I thought I had to deal with not only Jordan Walsh, but also Mo Gay. So I was like, I'm never doing another draft ever again. But um, anyways, thank you for letting me get that out. I'm sure Jordan Walsh is going to figure out a way to be good. I just wasn't high on it. What a disappointing night. Seth Lundy, stud. I think that's a good value pick at this range. I think there's a lot of really good talent on the board still that are probably, Mm -hmm. you know, going to be able to help some teams um, and can potentially – make an outside shot. So like I started to see what happens, but that's all I got for you guys. I think there's a lot of teams having some really good drafts. Metcalf. I'm sorry about Leonard Miller. I actually liked where you guys got him though. But, no, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pivoting. I'm going optimistic. I was out on the Kessler pick last year. Uh, you can have Jordan Walsh that. if you'd rather have um, no. You know things are really bad with Rucker when Metcalf has to pivot to being the optimistic one to save the rest of us. Nope. Leonard Miller, next Lamar Odom, Sean Marion hybrid is multiple mvp awards incoming i am pumped we can tell the yep. the energy was clearly there yep. Woo! but yeah. thank you for all right let's get that out i'm sorry let's get, energy back up. let's get the energy back up so there is still someone with a first round grade on my board that is available trace jackson davis and the pick is in for the lakers maybe it might be him but yeah metcalf i know you and i talked about tjd earlier this year it's been kind of a surprising fall. I mean, I thought, you know, maybe he would be a first round guy, but for him to fall into the back half of the second round is not what I was expecting. Um, yeah. I and mean, it kind of makes sense though, with like what NBA teams value, he's an undersized center, can't shoot and refuses to shoot. Um, two kind of concerning things. If he defender in space and defending screens, I thought the offensive stuff with the playmaking, the ball handling, the vertical spacing, the shot blocking, the rebounding, all of that would have been enough. But guess not, which is kind of surprising. Um, looks like the Lakers have taken Mojave King. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought Maybe I thought they actually took TJD, and I was about to start crying. Um, yeah, they took Mojave King. 
Okay. We're okay. We're okay. I can breathe. Um, all serious. I like Mojave King. I thought he was going to be a name that buzzed a little bit more this year. I feel like he's weird because I feel like the, the percentages didn't back up sometimes yeah. when you're like watching the tape, I was like, okay, he's got some tools. I really am intrigued. And then you go look at the numbers and I was like, this doesn't add up. No, like I, I like him more on tape than I do with the box score. So maybe this is a guy that gets some more G league run to kind of get it going, but I like his ability. I, I like his upside. Good value here. Yeah. I was really hoping that this would be a breakout year for him, but you know, obviously it wasn't, I did still end up having him just outside of my top 60. So, you know, not exactly there. There are certainly better values in my mind on the board, but I mean, I think this is a pretty solid pickup for them. Yeah. And I never left any of the games watching him being like, Oh God, he sucks at shooting. Um, just like Rucker was saying, like the, the percentages didn't really add up to the tape. I think he's also arguably the best cutter in this draft. I love mm-hmm. his off ball movement. There's some defensive stuff that I really liked. Uh, fundamentally, I think he's really sound. Um, I didn't think he was super athletic, but then he tested really well at the combine, um, which, which kind of surprised me. So I, I think this is a solid range for him to go and, and just kind of, uh, a good off ball piece um, that if he, if he does shoot it, which I kind of expect him to at least better than he did uh, this year for the ignite that, that he's going to return really good value. All right. On the clock for the Clippers here, question mark. I mean, these are, you know, the last 10 picks of the second round. So any of these could be sold at any time. So, you know, <laughs> well, gotta love the chaos of course, but thoughts here. Why don't we start with you Metcalf? Uh, who do you think the Clippers might be targeting here? Oh God. Um, I, I think Jalen Clark would be kind of fun. Adama Sonogo, uh, Jalen Wilson, um, Andre Jackson, but it seems like his medicals may, uh, well, he just went right. Yeah. He's off. Oh, the did he? he got, did I see he, get, so I, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. I'm sorry for everyone watching. Did he get traded to Milwaukee? Oh, Jesus. Miss that one. Yeah, uh, he okay, was 36. I can't follow time. any of these because they won't talk <laughs> about them on the broadcast. So I like, I'm trying to f- go on Twitter and find it everywhere, but <sighs> it's just frustrating. <laughs> like, it's not even just about the Celtics picks. I like, I, I don't know where any of these guys are going. So it's just like, we have to be better. Give me a flashing ticker across the top that's just like trade. He's actually going here. Um, but then we missed the hate, the fake hat club. Circling back, uh, I, th- I think TJD makes a lot of sense here too. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of I I agree with you. I'm kind of surprised that he's fallen this far. Um, I didn't expect him to go in the first round, but it'd be surprising if he didn't go go off the board at all. Um, Jalen Clark's still on the board. You said okay. Yeah. Jalen Clark is the one that I would go for. They can afford to wait for him, and yeah. they could definitely use him. <laughs> I had to scroll down far to find Jordan Walsh. Um, Isaiah Wong, Mike Miles, Jordan Miller, I still like. Yeah. Moy Hodge, Nick's boy, uh, Keontae Johnson, Ricky Council, the fourth. They had, oh, gosh. Colin Castleton. Yeah, oh, I like Castleton a lot. That was a good, that's a good um, show. Thank you. Uh, it is interesting because we talked about, you know, how the draft sort of started to fall off around the 40 range. And yet because of some of the surprise jump ups, I mean, a few of the names that we had pretty clearly in that top 40, are still on the board. Clippers, Jordan M- Miller. Okay. Yeah. I like that pick. That's a like classic that. pick, Clippers pick. Um, the Kobe Brown pick what shocked me. I yes, thought it was funny. Um, I was very I, glad that I got booted off the stream immediately after that because I literally had nothing to say. 
Um, I Good for him, though, know. because he, he was a guy that was kind of on the fence about potentially returning and maybe even transferring. Yeah. So it, it's, it's good to see someone actually get good advice and get rewarded with a guaranteed contract in the, and going in the first round. That, that was really, really cool. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see Sham said Chris Livingston's basically is trying to steer himself to not get drafted. Cause I think he knows exactly where he wants to go. Yeah. I mean, I so. think we were hearing rumors when the Lakers were picking that Rich Paul was telling people to not draft him. And, yeah. You know, very, very coincidental and, you know, totally, you know, nothing at all to do with any sort of similarity that it was the Lakers that we were talking about here with the potential Chris Livingston discussion. Yes. Um, Apparently, I, I mean, uh, Chris Jackson Davis just said on Twitter, uh, y'all will regret it. I promise you. So there we go. Sorry, sorry to see him. Oh, get a, gosh, get a I love that. Gosh. <laughs> Good, oh good. man, we were talking about Scoot earlier about how he's just going to absolutely destroy Brandon Miller every possible chance he gets for the rest of his career. That's going to be Trace Jackson Davis with literally everybody. It's going to be it's going to be fun times. Yeah. All right, Cleveland you, on the clock you, here. Were, were you guys high, Jordan Walsh? I'm trying to get this demon behind me. Were you? Can someone get me excited about Jordan Walsh? Nope. I decline comment. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate. It. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Um, no yeah. way. Did Amani just go? He did. Uh, Cleveland. Okay. He did. You know, I don't mind that that much. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I can tell that you guys have slightly different opinions, but I think they're... Jordan Walsh and Abadi Bates walk into a bar. <laughs> oh, God. I actually like this pick. Um, you got one roll of the dice. Fine. You're you're really rolling. I mean, they brought him in for a workout late in the week. That usually tells you something. I think it was a couple days ago. Um I really didn't know he was. I didn't think he was going to get drafted. I, I I went back and forth. I was like, someone's going to take a shot, but at forty nine, wow. Um, I mean, that's where I was. That someone at some point is going to take that chance, right? I mean, you know, especially given the number of second round picks that are stashed, the number of second round picks that never even make it to the NBA. Like, look, I get that it's not exactly been the best couple of years for Imani Bates on and off the basketball court, but. I mean, if he returns anywhere close to the value that, you know, people thought he would return earlier in his high school career, this is a ridiculous steal at 49. And if he fails, I mean, it's not like the Cavaliers care, right? Like they've, they've got a pretty set roster. They don't need him to pan out for, you know, the success of their future. Those are all things that could happen. <laughs> great. Great. Glad to hear the enthusiasm. I, no, it's just, it, I just, I, I wouldn't have touched him. I, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's been a good basketball player for three plus years now. Um, going back to his senior year in high or his last year in high school, the highlight tape's insane because he does stuff like this where he just pulls up and launches from mid court, um, but inefficient shooter doesn't defend at all, doesn't pass, not an athlete, no length. I I don't get it, but. <laughs> I think someone, I think I read a comment where an NBA team was like, we have him on our board to say basically in a polite way that like he is a prospect. <laughs> like I, I, it, I almost read it as if like they might have a board of 500 names and like he was just the fifth hundredth one. And I'm, I'm just throwing a number out. Like that's the way I read the comment. But like, so like, I think a ton of teams were just like, we don't even have him on our board. But then, like, I think some teams were like, we'll roll the dice on this. And I have the same questions Metcalf has. But if you think, like, this is a second-round pick that can return yeah. some some value, which, like, he has the talent. He does stuff that, like, 
normal second round picks wouldn't do. Like he has sure. some stuff that's just freakish, but there's a long way to like he needs to buy in completely on like you got to be a, a good teammate. This isn't about you trying to average twenty. You got to run like the right offense. You got to pass the ball. Like he like he just took some shots that were ridiculous, but there's a lot of talent there. So that's what you're looking for for second round picks, especially you know almost near fifty. You're looking yeah, for a pit and, gold. And and hopefully the G League will be good for him. Because yeah. he's gonna be coached hard. He's gonna be going against grown men who aren't gonna shy away from him. Uh he's not going to be the guy on any of these teams. So he's gonna have to learn how to play basketball. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And if he does, then like you guys are saying, there there is something there that can, you know, at least grow into a rotation guy down the road. Uh, selection here for OKC at 50 Keontae Johnson out of Kansas state. This is solid. I had it right around this range. I mean, I get why you might want to take the chance. I personally would have, you know, if you're going to take a chance on a 23 year old prospect, I would have gone with Trace Jackson Davis, but Hey, that's how it is. Sometimes Rocker, your thoughts. I I think this one could stick. I like this where he's going a lot. I think the thunder will give him a shot to actually earn it. I think, I think this could be the one that really pans out in the second round. Um, because I just think OKC is a team where like we don't care how old you are. Like we're if you could play and help us, you're gonna play. And I think Keontae's gonna be a, a guy that maybe not right away, but maybe you're looking up in a couple years. And it's always fascinating when we when we obsess with age because I've never watched a playoff game and just been like, how old is he? Like every time he scores, like I've never been like, is it uh, is he 32? Like 28? Like at some point, it's like, can the guy play an NBA game? Can he help out? And I think Keontae Johnson is going to figure out a way to have a lengthy career. The number of second round picks who even make the NBA at all at this point in the fifties, much less go on to have long and you know successful careers. If you're picking someone who's 23 that you're confident can contribute to your rotation, like, you know, in a couple of years, that's a huge steal in the fifties. Right, right, right. It's just like, I think people just assume that, oh, you know, he's getting drafted. So clearly he's going to play somewhere. Right. I mean, when you get this late in the draft, the number of players that even make it to the NBA at all is slim. So, I mean, if you think Keontae has an avenue to make it to the OKC roster, then this is a really great pick of 50. Yeah. And I, I think there are a lot of Lou Dort, Kendrick Williams yeah. vibes with what he does on the court. And if either of those guys end up moving on or become expendable or too expensive, I think this is a really easy kind of replacement for that. Just the the physicality he plays with, he, good defender, really good rebounder. The shot took a big jump this year, and I'm assuming the medicals cleared. Um, yes. So you know that's obviously horrifying when it happened, but he's. I think he's one of these older kind of physical toolsy forwards that surprisingly has a decent shot to kind of carve out a spot on a team. Pick is in for Brooklyn at 51. Metcalf, you and I on the Topic Thunder Draft Wars podcast convinced our Thunder compatriots to take him 22nd to the Nets. So do you think he might be someone who his fall ends here? Because I think he makes a lot of sense for Brooklyn personally. Who? I didn't hear you. Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, um, based on the highlights Corey is running, I'm guessing it's Jalen Wilson. So no, I don't think it makes sense at all. Okay. Gotcha. I think that'd be a horrible pick. Why am I so Um, behind on my stream? I keep refreshing it to get live on YouTube. (laughs) I mean, Hey, ESPN, what a night. Oh gosh. Um, and every time I refresh it, it starts at the second pick. So that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) No. So 
want someone to help me. I I, I cooled on Jalen Wilson <laughs> a bit over the year, but I still think he has a really good shot at being a decent role player. Um, the the outside shot needs work, but the physicality that he plays with the the especially the defense. I think he's a really versatile, strong defender and rebounder, and that's probably how he earns minutes early on. Um, he proved that he can be a number three option on a championship team, um, albeit obviously college, but he took on a bigger role this year, uh, showed an ability to get to the rim, hit knockdown mid-range pull-ups. I think there's stuff there to be intrigued by, but um, if that outside shot really doesn't come along, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I cooled on him as well over the course of the year, but I still had him in my top 50. So I think this is, you know, decently solid Mm -hmm. value. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, I believe. But I mean, how many 20 point a game scorers at, you know, a program like Kansas have fallen this far, right? I mean, it's probably a pretty short list. That was a fascinating. We got to find that. I, I just don't know if there's ever been a 20 point per game guy that ends up going in the last 10 picks or the last eight picks because of the stupid forfeited stuff. Um, yeah. Well, do you guys think, have any, okay. Metcalf, you have a pick coming up. Yeah. 53. Yeah. We're back to back <laughs> so at this point. For you. <laughs> I but I you like getting tortured tonight. <laughs> I, I, really, I, would lo- I had like four guys I didn't want tonight and they both ended up on one of our teams. Yeah. But remember when they drafted two of your favorites and then traded them? Yeah, it was great. That was fun. I loved it. it. And I loved finding out. I posted a tweet and my phone was muted and I was like, wow, big get for the Celts. I love it. And literally had 15 straight responses of he's going to Charlotte. He's going to Charlotte. He's going to Charlotte. It ain't going to Boston. I was like, awesome guys. Hey, <laughs> it's been fun. I love this. I'm going to start watching rugby. <laughs> um, I got I to hop on the screen for a second. We're going to kick Rucker off if he doesn't. Fine. Fine. Kick <laughs> me off. Did, what, what happened to the positive energy? Everybody I loves energy none. stuff. I you're, have none. You're Debbie Downer extraordinaire right now. You got to turn this shit around. You got some time. I'm out. <laughs> Sharpen up. Oh. Well, Rucker, then. You're, you're, Rucker, you were high on Jalen Wilson all year. Yeah, no, I, I do like Jalen. I I just is one of those guys I was shocked that everyone was a little bit lower. I thought he was going to go higher than this. I thought he was going to be in that 35 to 45 range, and I guess he goes 51. Um, So I don't know. I mean, good for him. I, I, he's there. He's got a sharp suit on. Is that like velvet? Suede? Maybe. It looks soft. Looks comfortable. Maroon suede? It's a choice. It's also funny when you don't get invited in the green room and they just stick you in the upper deck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Corey. Okay. um, I like Joe Wilson. I think he's going to the right team. I think he's going to figure it out. He's tough. Um, Just didn't like, like, he had a good season, but we've talked about him before. Like, is he going to be effective with not being the lead dog with getting less touches a game. I think Kansas kind of force fed him, but he definitely showed some upside and um, was had a great year, but I just don't know if he's going to take a step back now, going back to last year where he didn't get so much attention offensively. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, that's fascinating. I would almost argue the exact opposite, that I really didn't like him being a primary guy at Kansas this year, and yeah. he's not going to be a primary guy for Brooklyn, and I think that's a role that makes a lot more sense from him than sort of trying to force-feed him into being a 20-point-a-game scorer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, are you, do you guys think he's still going to be as effective with less touches? Last right, year, I'm saying he, I think yeah. he'll be more efficient and more effective in his role okay. than you know being maybe a little oversold as a 20-point-a-game scorer. Okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Nick. Um, I, wow, that's the oh, first time you've ever agreed with me. I feel special. Um, <laughs> just a lot of his offense felt forced this year, whereas the year before when they won the title, it was a little more free-flowing. Stuff came to him a little more naturally. He was able to take a step back and kind of keep it simple. Um, so, you know, if, if he can kind of do that, plus improve just knocking down corner threes, I, I think there's definitely a role for him long-term. All right, so before we move on to the Suns at 52, the pick is now in, but what are your guys' thoughts on the draft haul that the Nets have got here? Jalen Wilson, and then, you know, in the first round, picking up Dariq Whitehead and why am I, and uh, Noah Cloudy. So thoughts on what the Nets have gotten this year? I I, I like it. I, I really like the f- swings in the first round. Uh, Derek was a guy that I had number three coming into the season and the injuries just sapped him of so much athleticism. Um, I, I know there's some who are a little skeptical on how athletic he really is, but I think it's more than what we saw this year. And the big question with him coming into the year was the shooting and he shot over 40% from three. So once he gets in shape, once he gets healthy and can kind of figure out the speed of the game a little, a little bit, um, maybe that's a year, maybe that's two years from now. There's a lot to really like because when he was at Montverde as a junior, he was a really good defender and cutter and off-ball player. So I, I think there's some really interesting routes that he could go down, but it's a great value swing at 21 or wherever they took him. All right, Rucker, the pick is in at 52 in your neck of woods in Phoenix. Tumani Kamara out of Dayton. I really like this pick, but I'm curious for your thoughts because this is, again, your part of the world. Um, It sounds like this is getting traded. Oh, There's perfect. A proposed trade to Washington. Oh, um, right, of course. I, I, I mean, I thought Kamara was one of those guys that definitely helped himself during the combine I mean, do you guys have any passionate thoughts about his game? I feel like he's just one of these versatile guys that seem like a second rounder you'd probably want to take a a gamble on. I mean, I really enjoyed his game. I watched a decent amount of Dayton this year because, as you all know, I am a huge Deron Holmes person. So, you know, I I saw a lot of his game. And, I mean, he's someone who I think has the requisite size and athleticism to be an NBA-level defender. And, I mean, the role he's going to play in Phoenix, right, he's mostly just going to be, you know, rim running, running out in transition, very limited offense, mostly relied on the defensive end. And I think he could definitely be a fit for that kind of role. But, Metcalf, your Timberwolves are on the clock now. The Timberwolves and then the Kings back-to-back. So, Rucker, we're going to need you to carry us through here. <laughs> I got you yes, like, yes, that was a joke. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Um, I don't know. I think there's still some good names on the board. You know, Isaiah Wong. Um, I Turkavion Smith, maybe. I don't know. It, it's what are you thinking, Metcalf? Who are you rooting for? Um, I pick oh, in fast. Whoa. Um, I kind of hope it's Turk. Um, I don't think Jalen Noel's returning to the team. Tim Conley drafted Bones Highland. Um, provides TJD? shooting. Meh. Okay, because yeah, there aren't enough bigs on the team already. No, I don't want TJD. <laughs> um, I I think Turk makes a lot of sense here. Ricky Council, I think, would be really interesting. Isaiah Wong. Um, would you be willing to Mike wait on Jalen Clark? What would you be willing to wait on Jalen Clark? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be worth it with the, the defensive upside. Um, I thought his shot came around a good amount this year. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely w- would be fine with Jalen Clark um, because I, I, I don't think really whoever they pick here is going to play at all anyways this year. So that, sure. that would be more than fine with me. Um, also a friend of the program. Shout out Jalen Clark. I hope he gets drafted tonight. Yes, 100%. Okay, ESPN is saying selection, and it's not showing the pick. Jalen Clark. Please. There we go. Nailed it. Let's Woo! go. We're back. The good vibes are back. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Eat shit, Corey. The good vibes are back. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. All right, we're back. See, we just had to get the vibes going. Shout there out to Corey go. for jumping in here yelling at me. Um, Good. I like this. What if we swapped the Leonard pick no. and Jalen pick? We'd be pumped. We'd be very happy with this. So we're good. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm ecstatic with this draft haul for the Timberwolves. A-plus a on the night. Um, uh, seriously, though, Metcalf, yeah. you got to be pretty pumped about this. And I, I think no, Jalen Clark's going to a team where he might actually be part of this team once he gets healthy. This is a great value. Yeah, and at his size, I mean, he was one of the best defenders in college basketball on the perimeter this year before he got hurt. Um just and his offensive game took real meaningful steps in the right direction. So I, I really like this pick. They're going to be able to be patient with him, put him down in Iowa, let him kind of play and get accumulated to the or acclimated to the speed of the game, the physicality, all that kind of stuff that you need to when you get hurt. Um, and then kind of come up and play with guys like Wendell Moore and Leonard Miller and Josh Vinot. So I, I, I really, really like this pick actually. Um, and wouldn't, be shocking if he actually carved out a role in a year or two or less. I'm trying to make sure that this pick is staying with the Kings. Yeah. I mean, no, the pick no, is no, in. the Timberwolves. Oh, okay. Fine. We're good. Okay. We're good. We're clear. All right. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Oh, I really hope Tubular. this is TJD. I really hope this is TJD. This would be, if TJD goes to the Kings, I'd be pretty pumped. Who do the Kings take? I can't wait to go back and look. I at mean, this. they took Colby, I think. Yeah, at okay, some so point they got Colby. The, if they left yeah. with Colby, that's a oh, here we go. Pick is in. Hold your breath. Very long pause. Yeah, the <laughs> Sacramento just, Selection just, Kings. It's just frozen. Like, it's like, okay, Jalen Slauson, Furman. This is a McNair special draft. He got two guys that probably aren't the highest upside, but I think are winning players. That's a nice yeah, little I mean, haul. I, you know, I'm I'm not. It's not TJD, right? So I'm not as as ecstatic and over the moon as I could be. But I really like this pick. You know, I think Slauson is someone who can be a rotation contributor. You know, pretty soon. Which I mean, at 54, that's insane value. If you think he can, you know, contribute in any sort of form or fashion. I mean, his downhill game would be helpful. I've said time and time again, I'm very much looking forward to the Terrence Davis minutes being over in Sacramento, and Jalen Slauson could fill that role. So, you know, I think Colby Jones and Jalen Slauson is an exceptional draft haul, and I'm sure in about 35 seconds, we're going to hear that the Kings traded all of that for absolutely nothing. But hey, you know, that's draft night, right? No, I think we're going to keep that one. That was a good pick. I like Slauson. He was getting yeah. some buzz. That was one of those guys I watched more throughout the end of the, the draft grind. And I feel like I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone talked to me about Slauson. He can play. Like, he's a smart player. Um, I think the outside shot needs to come along. But, like, great playmaking ability. Like, I just like his feel. He just seems like a guy that really does, like, figure out a way. Like, I know I keep saying that about some of these second-round guys. But, like, Slauson just seems like one of those guys. Um just patient, yeah. high IQ. 
Shout out to Stephen Gillespie. Uh, Jalen was one of Stephen's guys. He wrote about him earlier this year. So, yeah, I want to get that mentioned before Maxwell we did hear too, right? Indiana. Hmm? I believe did so, Maxwell yeah. Maxwell do too? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. All right, pick us in here for Indiana at 55. <laughs> I, I still can't get over the fact that they hold that they held Cool Bali hostage for the Wizards. I thought that was one of the funniest moments of the night, personally. <laughs> I just don't get, like, one spot. Um, I'm wondering if... They just said, "Hey, we have an offer from another team." Do I bet that's what it was, and, yeah. and that's probably very smart front office. But um, it was just funny. Um, so what? They have Shepard. Mm-hmm. Shepard, so all those picks. Jarris. They just had Shepard and Jarris. Oh yeah, and Jarris, and Jarris, Jarris. <laughs> the whole point idea. of this discussion. <laughs> oh, there you I'm go. sorry. I just spin, my head spinning trying to track everything. Um, TJD. Doesn't really make sense. Turk? Turk, uh, I think, makes in. more sense. Go. Pick is in. Indiana selection pacers. I can't imagine Rick Carlisle being eager to coach Turquavion Smith. Oh, no, not at all. But, no, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> Isaiah Wong. That's okay. hard, Miami. Yeah. That's a really good pick for almost the end of the draft. Yeah, I mean, this so is... I'm hoping you know, he was going to be undra- undrafted somehow. Okay, I mean, so who, is- who are some of the guys that you guys still have like in your top 60 that haven't been Ooh. taken? I mean, TJD, <laughs> just right off the top. Uh, Turk, Mike Miles, Demoy Hodge. Uh, I still had two Bellis in the top 60. Ricky Council. Yeah, I mean, those are the main ones. So w- w- where did you have Isaiah Wong since he, he just got taken? So I, I had him at 42. I had him um, at 45. Okay. Rucker, I know you were kind of high on him. Too. I had Isaiah at 45. Guys that are still available from my board. Uh, Demoy Hodge, I'm interested to see. Mike Miles. Omari Moore. Did he get drafted? No. No. Castleton. Ricky Council. Uh, Tosan. Tubelis. Sonogo did not get drafted. Yeah, Sonogo's still on the board, too. I mean, at this point, I'm just excited for who wins the Isaiah Thomas Award. Yeah, that's a that's a prestigious award. I'm pretty excited to see. Did Vucevic get drafted? Yeah, yeah, he got picked a while okay. ago. I, I, sorry, just everyone's names blurring together. It's it's yeah, TJ you know. Yeah, TJ. Yes, it is. Just five hours um, into the stream. <laughs> just five hours in. TJD is definitely the big name. I think. Yeah. Um, something's going on. That I mean, can't be. Based on his based on his guns blazing tweet to the world, I have a feeling he's probably not getting drafted tonight. It seems that way, which I'm not a fan of. But hey, well, right now he's probably wanting to steer it. Yeah, imagine the agents going to work. This is why the end of the draft's so tough. Mm-hmm. Um, because guys get to almost try to steer where they want to go. Um, like Austin Reeves. There we go. Pick is in, so we're about to find out. In theory, I keep getting commercials right when the pick's about to be shown. So that was also like just funny tonight. Um, They're trying to time the ads to uh, yeah, you know, get the next Taco Bell ad, right? What's what's exactly. the exactly who's the Sonic Scrubber pick, right? <laughs> um, well, no, okay. Uh, <laughs> you just keep I mean, waiting. Yeah, just keep waiting. 
so so be, between the uh Wong and Shepard pick, the Pacers are kind of they kind weird. of have a, have a type. What are you saying? Just kind of stocky, strong combo guards who can shoot and score and kind of create out of the pick and roll. Um, it, it feels like a measured kind of swing on an archetype at both spots. I mean, yeah, they're definitely, they got a lot of guards and players in similar positions. I love Isaiah Wong. I think he's going to, I hate saying this about him, but I just watch him and he has some stuff in his game. That's like, should definitely be able to be a factor at the next level. Like he's just his lower body strength, how quick, like how quick he can get side to side. Um, I think he's going to figure it out. Now he might be a guy that takes a while in the G league and then really finds his confidence and stuff. But um, you know, like ESPN just showed a highlight of he was just, yamming on Jabari Smith. Yeah. Like it was so I think he's got some explosiveness. He's got some lower power, lower body power. Um it, it's just that roster is getting funny. Like so they got Hal Burton, Matherin, um, Nemhart, who I think was great. Um and then you add Shepard. They're definitely adding some depth and healed. And healed. They gotta get rid of healed. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get rid of healed. Um trust me it's a great experience when you finally get rid of Buddy Healed. <laughs> but it is like oh gosh they've been teasing this grizzlies pick for like four minutes now and i don't know what's going on okay who well, Corey's showing us highlights and yeah. i can't even yeah who, who is <laughs> I need well, there... and <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> tarik bibarovic okay. yeah okay. Was my best available was he oh. now I Tarek well, in all full transparency. This is the first time I have watched Tarek. So I'm excited to dive in here. Um, yeah. I mean, he is from Turkey, like future hall of famer, Alperin. No, okay. So <laughs> no, 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 everyone's going to start laughing at this, but wait, the, the, the bucks did something like this last year and everyone was like, okay, well, and I, or it was last year or the year before. And Guys, Schmitz Maxwell was, in the chat is saying legit no fucking clue who this guy is. If Maxwell doesn't know who you are, you're, oh my we're god, really in the weeds. Really but the um, <laughs> 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 no, wait. What? One year, I feel like Milwaukee took someone, and Schmitz politely on ESPN was just like, "Oh yeah, no." Like he's just like that guy's not going to play the NBA lady time soon. So like Wasn't we it? get to the point of the draft where like guys can't hold on to salaries. You you are trying to get yeah, and a he's, legit stash. He's a thousand percent of stash, but yeah. yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> I'll be better next year. I feel bad. I should have given a rundown about him. That's my that's on me. Con- but, congrats. Unbelievable. Big moment. But also another cool. name. No, he didn't. Wait, what? Corey's really just toying with us. Chris Livingston. I mean, I, I'm still, it hasn't even said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, clearly our streams are so far behind that Corey is just teasing the picks. I, I'm with assuming the highlights he's just watching there. or keeping up with the uh, Shams tweets, yeah. which are like 10 minutes ahead. But that <laughs> this is kind of fascinating that this is going to Phoenix, right? Uh, it says proposed trade to no, Phoenix. So, no, here's the, so here's the problem. <laughs> 
is, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. No, I'm just, I'm being honest. The Kamara one said it was going to Washington. And then I go, I went online. This is going to the Bucks for Corey. This one too? Isn't the next pick oh. the Bucks pick? What just happened? Okay, just listen to me. Trey the Jackson Kamara, Davis. The, the Kamara, hey, he got picked. Okay, the Kamara one said it was going to the Wizards when Phoenix took him. I go online and it says this all the Suns writers say that's false. He's actually going to the Suns. Shams confirmed it. So now this one says it's going to the Suns. And now oh. Nathan's telling us in the group chat that he's going to the or TJD is going to the Warriors. <laughs> sure. So, great. <laughs> that's that's fun. Saying. Like I'm not trying yeah. to just be like it's just all over the place. It's a headache. So um I actually really like year. TJD to Golden State. I love it. It's unbelievable value. It's fantastic. It's but just... even style of play, like the, the pick and rolls, the movement, the cutting, the, the backdoor lobs, the DHOs, they're going to be able to run a lot of really, really fun stuff with him. All right. We're at pick 58, the moment I've been waiting for all draft, the moment I decide whose career I am going to be way overly irrationally invested in at the very last pick. The Isaiah your... Thomas Lots. Award. Isaiah, the that's first that, that's annual. Exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Dick, so, I mean, come on. Give us some candidates. I would love for the Isaiah Thomas award winner to be either Turquavion Smith or Mike Miles. Those are the two highest guys on my board at this point. And I think both of those guys are guys who could carve out NBA careers. And, you know, that's ultimately all I'm looking for with the Isaiah Thomas award. I want someone to root for in the NBA. Yeah. It's Chris Livingston. It is. Yes. All right. Well, it looks like I'm over and irrationally invested in Chris Livingston's career from this point forward. Fantastic. It's, which I, I'm not... was it 10 minutes behind everybody <laughs> um wow so he's going to milwaukee i guess he'll have a shot to really stick there um he's probably not going to start over the current guy um man what a Wait, weird journey for him so, so like yeah. an, so like an hour like ago him. so like an hour ago they it was shams or someone yeah. tweeted out that shams. clutch was asking teams not to draft him because either to go undrafted so he could pick a spot or that they had a spot already in the second round. Do we think that this is actually their spot or that Milwaukee was just like, screw it. We're taking them. Um, I got a little bit of number one. I'm sorry. I just have a little bit of a shams bomb. The warriors are trading Patrick Baldwin jr. To the wizards as part of the Chris Paul, Jordan pool trade sources said. Oh, Okay. So I think that is why the Warriors just got TJD. Mm, it's that's the last awesome. pick in that trade. So clearly like, that's a very warm uh, endorsement for the Patrick Baldwin <laughs> Jr. first year. Um, wow. That was a big one. So go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just figured that was some, some big news. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, like, I think there are definitely, you know, <laughs> To Metcalf's question earlier, if you're trying to steer a guy, Milwaukee's a pretty good landing spot. Yeah. You know, like if, if he's, if, if Rich Paul is telling teams, Hey, don't draft him, don't draft him, don't draft him. Like, could that be because they had an undrafted free agent spot that they wanted for him? Sure. But like, if this pick were someone other than Milwaukee, I think, you know, I'd be much more willing to buy into, no, they really wanted him to go undrafted. And, you know, here, here he is instead getting the last pick of the draft. 
I I'm mean, this. I mean, I think there are guys who could have never had any chance at all of making the NBA, like stash guys who could have been the final pick, and I would have, you know, had no one to, no one to heap my irrational hopes on. But instead, we actually have a player who's, you know, probably likely to try and make the team at least. So this could be fun. Could be fun. I, I the the, the steering of stuff is always really annoying to me because, like you said, like you're, I don't know. Like it's a bummer. I, I want I, I can't stand that we two other guys didn't get the opportunity to get picked because of the thing of yeah. like, oh, their picks are forfeited in the second round. Yeah. It's like, come on. But um, literally the only people that suffer are, you know, the two young men who don't get drafted tonight. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, yes, let's punish this NBA team by punishing random 19 year olds who are in no way associated with the NBA until this particular moment. I absolutely loved Livingston. As a prospect coming into the year, me and Metcalf were talking about him at the beginning of the year. And I was like, this is going to be a glue guy. He's going to figure it out. So like, I thought he was just going to go back for another year. But then I was also like, I don't know if it makes sense with this Kentucky fit and the incoming class. And then did he decide at the last second not to scrimmage? Yeah, he did. It was just a very quiet process. And I was like, what? And then it was um, not it didn't seem like the most well handled, but now he's going to the team that just had the best record in the league. So there we go. All right. Before, before we wrap, before we wrap this one up, we certainly have not been talking for long enough on this particular stream, but before we wrap this up, uh, thoughts on UDFA targets. I mean, I think Terquavion Smith and Mike miles are the two big names on my end. Um, I would Turk, Ricky council, Sonogo, uh, Colin Castleton. There's a lot Um, of talent there. Yeah. Phones are going crazy right now. There's a lot of talent. Amari Moore. I mean, Rucker, you mentioned him earlier, but Demoy Hodge is one of my guys. I'm not surprised Miles. that he went undrafted, but I would be stunned if he doesn't sign like a priority deal um, with someone. Did Pickett go? Yeah, he went yeah, like, like 30, 30 seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. I'm sorry. Um, Armand Franklin. I'm curious to see where he goes. I, like I think that's a little sneaky G League, and then figures it out. Um, I know the season didn't end well, but I'm shocked Tabellus went undrafted. Yeah. Shock is strong, but I'm kind of no, surprised. No, he didn't he didn't look too great, but at the combine I thought he looked like a slower. I thought I was like, oh gosh, he looks slow compared to this right now. So I was like, I don't know. But another one, I think someone will give him a shot. So the two ways are gonna be very interesting to see. Yeah. It, Turk and Ricky Council are definitely the uh the big surprises, uh, Maxwell in the chat saying Castleton to the Lakers on a two way. Love that for him. Mike miles to Dallas on a two way as well. Not surprised Makes that sense. he immediately <laughs> got into a deal. Yeah. Um, well, this is a cool. blast. This is a blast. Thanks. Yeah. Everyone for Thank you guys out. for, for checking in. This is a, a great time. Thank you. You both for closing <laughs> it up with me. Absolutely. And thank you to all of you who joined us tonight. This is no ceiling signing off.